What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Pastor Jared. What's good today? I'll tell you what's good. The Lord. <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, start off by just reminding you. Let's let's come against against the enemy's lies, right? Let's see. The enemy is probably telling you, you suck. You're no good. You're a loser. You're fat. You're ugly. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. Nobody likes you. Nobody cares about you. Any number of things. You're, you know, your parents don't like you. The divorce is your fault. This, that, or whatever it is, right? But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. God loves you so much. He sent his only begotten son to live. We kind of forget that part, right? We always think about to die on the cross, which was insane. But we kind of forget about like the fact that he spent 33 years living. It's like, like, God spent 33 years living as a human. Crazy. That must have been insane. Like going from being, you know, at the right hand of the father to being here on earth. Can't imagine that. And he did it not for political power, celestial power, um, a challenge, (laughs) any of these things. He did it to redeem us, mankind. Because he loves us, but it even goes further than that, for his glory, for the glory of his name. And he has a redemptive plan for you. I could be inserting so many scriptures in here, and I'm just not, because I'm not prepared. I don't roll roll that way. You guys know how it is. Mostly it's off the cuff. (laughs) Maybe a little bit of prepping. Um, He has a plan for you. And so if you heed the call, as it were, and get up and roll with it and go with his plan, his calling on your life, you will have a much more fulfilled life and you will be serving your ultimate purpose of bringing honor and glory to his name. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like, I like that as an intro. Like, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's jump into the segment for today. All right, so let's jump into this. We are in Philippians. I almost said Ephesians. We are in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. So yesterday we talked about uh, 4-4, and the day before that we kind of went through all of them as like an overview. So 4-5 is, let your moderation be known unto all men. Uh, The Lord is at hand. So we kind of talked a little bit in the overview about how moderation here was, what did we talk about? Gosh, I don't really remember. Uh, gentle, there we go. <laughs> so some gentleness here. And so I want to kind of paint this picture. Imagine if you will, you are walking down the mall. You just walk past the food court. You can smell all the delicious food, right? So your friend's like, man, I really want a slice of pizza. And you're like, forget the pizza. I want that Cinnabon. Like that mm, that cinnamon, the, the frosting. It looks so good. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hungry. Man, I want it. You keep walking. And you pass it. And you're going to meet up with some friends at the other end of the food court. And they're there waiting for you. All right? And as a group, you're going to decide what to eat. Okay. So you're like, I'm voting. Let's just get snacks. I'm doing Cinnabon. Your friend's like, I'm going to vote for pizza. 
And you're like, let's go see what everyone else wants, see what we end up doing here, what we decide to do for lunch. So you're walking towards your friends and then you, you meet them, you greet them, you do your handshakes, your hugs, your, you know, side cheek kisses. I don't know, whatever you, you, you kids do nowadays to greet each other. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyways, you sit down and you're kind of hanging out. And before the conversation can really get started, all of a sudden you hear someone screaming and not screaming like, you know, Michael Myers is chasing me, but screaming as in like yelling at someone and they're cussing someone out. Right. Have you ever seen this? I'm sure you've seen this at school. You've probably seen this in public and they are just screaming at them and they're like, you blankety blank, rah, rah, rah. you know, and the other one is there and let's say it's this guy and he's got his, his jaw clenched. And he's like, you need to back up off my, off me. You got to get out of my face. Da, da, da. I just kind of saw a video like this recently um, on, on uh, YouTube shorts and, and they're like in each other's face and one is just screaming and yelling and the other is throwing threats and they're back and forth and they're escalating. And it's getting worse and it's getting worse and it's getting worse before long, right? The security guards have to come out and kind of separate them and kick them out of the mall because this is, they're about ready to get in a fight, right? The words were going to escalate to a fight. So that is a perfect picture of the exact opposite of what we're talking about. It's the antithesis of what we're talking about, right? So we are talking about the complete opposite to where you are able to stay cool, calm, and in control. You have a gentleness about you. You have a peace about you. Now, I don't know about you, but if you've ever seen the situation to where that's happening, but then the other person is just cool and calm and isn't frustrated, it's just being patient with the person and helps talk them down and is able to walk through, I understand what you're saying. Okay, let's do everything we can. And they're able to calm that person down and then get that person settled down and be able to resolve the issue. Have you ever seen that? Because that is kind of what this is talking about here, is the ability to gently and calmly solve problems. Um, and that, the Paul refers to it as our, uh, our light, shining our light. And so I think it's interesting in a world of Karens and viral videos of people losing their minds and being recorded, even police, right? Even police getting caught being recorded, just being overly emotional, losing control, uh, that, that Paul here is uh, telling us to let our moderation be known to all men, right? And this is interesting because typically, you know, we hear things in the church and about like being humble and not bragging, but here he's saying like, no, let your moderation show. Let people show that you can handle pressure and solve situations in a cool, calm, and peaceful way. Um, let's see, there's a couple things in here in my commentary I wanted to read. Um, the Amplified Bible says, let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. This word originally indicated a thoughtful, considerate, and decent outlook. Rather than hotly demanding his or her rights, whatever the cost to others. You've seen that, right? Like, I'm going to get what I want. This is about my rights. I have the right. I write me, 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 my rights, right? And they're fighting for it no matter what the costs are. A person with this trait seeks peace in a calm way. That's kind of that story I was talking about. It was the opposite. They seek peace in a calm way. I was kind of saying solving problems because I can't remember the word peace. This word is opposite of an angry harshness that grows out of personal pride 
and dominating selfishness. So basically, the opposite of this, you see, if you struggle with this and you do lose control and you do have to fight and yell and kick and scream to get your own way, we see that it comes out of personal pride and selfishness, a dominating selfishness that literally takes over and demands your rights over others. Um, and I think it's interesting here uh, in note 16, it says, notice that our moderation is to be known unto all. In other words, we are to let our light shine all the time. Those who are only holy at church are Pharisees. So if you're coming to youth group and you're putting on a good show and then go, and people at church know you differently, if people ever say, you go to church, you go to youth group, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> if we can't be godly towards our customers or bosses, so I would change that for you guys. If you can't be, uh, if you can't be godly towards your fellow students or your teachers slash coaches, um, then you are not fulfilling this command. Your parents would fall in there too. Our light is not to be put under a bushel, but on a candlestick where it can give light to all in the house. I think this is interesting is because so often we hear about let our light shine and we don't typically follow up with teaching about like, oh, your light, you're going to shine by being able to create and bring peace calmly. And that is going to be a huge testimony that people are going to see and notice and it's going to bring light. And then there's another part in there that I'm not going to go into too much, but where Paul it's talking about like the reason for this and then letting your light shine is because Christ is coming back soon. It was tr true 2,000 years ago, and it's 2,000 years more relevant and more true now. So boys and girls, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, let's get up. Let's get out there and let's put others before ourselves. And let's use our this, this controlledness that we have, this controlled nature we have through Christ to be able to bring peace in a calm manner. And through that, shine our lights. All right, you have a blessed day. Talk to you tomorrow.